When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Chicago Bulls coverage show. I am your host, Keith Cork, and I am joined, as always, by my buddy and co-host here, Mr. Trey Hill, after a um, disappointing Chicago Bulls loss, Trey. Uh, just not not what you like to see. Uh, the Bulls were underdogs in this game. According to Vegas, they were uh, one-point underdogs, and then once tomorrow was officially ruled out, they became three, three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So the Pelicans are a good team. Um, they are better than people give them credit for, uh, ever since CJ McCollum came over and kind of got acclimated, uh, you know, they've been able to win quite a few games. Um, but still you want to see the bulls win this one, right? Yeah, I had the bulls winning this one in my head. I expected them to come out and get a, a victory considering the stakes and what the standings are at right now. And Brandon Ingram was out and I, I really thought of all of the Pelicans, he would be the guy that gave the bulls the most trouble. But that didn't seem to be the case there in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I'm just um, – they've won seven of their last 11 games. And now with this win, obviously, tonight they'll have won eight of their last 12. So um, They've Pelicans, done an excellent job building a team. You saw, we, yeah. we saw Herb Jones in that first quarter have yeah. like, what, three instances right in a row where he was, you know, get it, you know hitting the ball. Nance, Nance coming back helps. Valanchunas and Hayes playing together, having that kind of size mm-hmm. out there, that's something that the Bulls, we just don't have. But a lot of teams are starting to do that. And I thought that it really showed that, like, Valanchunas had 19 rebounds. And, I mean, mm-hmm. Hayes only had five, but he was eating up so much space down in the paint that I thought the Pelicans really took advantage of the things that they do well. Yeah, Jackson Hayes, um, you know, kind of waited in the wings for a long time with the Pelicans, and now he's finally getting his chance to shine with no Zion. Obviously, Zion Williamson's still out. But, yeah, they have a nice uh, core around uh, Zion Williamson. If Zion does come back, I think Zion has to be happy. I've seen, you know, videos being uploaded of him dunking. Obviously, we saw that one where he was in that gym uh, and did the the off-the-backboard, between-the-legs dunk, uh, which is, of course, impressive. Um, but I think that they do have a nice core here without him. When they get him back, I think this is going to be a really, really decent team. So New Orleans fans should be happy. But, um, but yeah, Bulls should have won this, even without DeMar DeRozan. You've still got Zach Levine. you still got Vucevic. 
Um, you know, you've got enough firepower. Zach Levine played out of his mind incredible tonight. Uh, what did he end up with? Like uh, 40 points ahead of you near 40. Um, he ended up with 39. So, yeah, one point short of that 40 piece. Shot 52.2%. Uh, four of 11 from beyond the arc. 11 of 13 from the line, from free throw line. Uh, three assists, three rebounds, one steal, one block. That block was really impressive, too, uh, that he got there. And five turnovers. So, a few few more turnovers than you'd like to see, but with the increased usage without DeMar there, it kind of makes sense. So I'm not, I'm, I'm never going to put this on Zach Levine. I thought he played as well as he could have played tonight. Right. Right. Trey. He played excellent, especially in that first half, him and Kobe White, Kobe played excellent tonight. Those two guys really carried the offense. I thought with their shooting ability and the rest of the bulls just, it seemed like a big letdown game. Vucevic, he was, he was okay. He ended up finishing with 16 points. He shot seven of 11. So he actually had a, a really solid game by his standards, but he just, I wish he would have affected the game a little bit more. He didn't seem to, to jump out in the second half. I know he didn't score at all in the third quarter. I don't um, even remember him touching the basketball before. I, I think he did have like a shot or two in the fourth. I don't feel like he scored a whole ton in that second half at all. Um, well, he's not, uh, yeah, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead with Vooch because I'm going to transition out. No, I was going to say, because I don't, you know, I don't think he's like one of those guys, at least the way the, the Bulls utilize him, that is a focal point of your offense that it's like, it's to the point where, you know, if he's a star player on your team, if you're not featuring him on the offense, I, we've mentioned this before on this podcast though, but if you're not featuring him on the offense, I just don't think you're using Vucevic correctly. So this is why I've been talking, you know, for a while about just getting a different player in there, someone that fits more what the Bulls need from that position. Because I love Vooch. I think he's a fantastic player. I just don't see that fit with what we have, uh, especially with just Zach Levine, because you're going to have to start thinking about life after DeMar right now. Uh, DeMar's, what, 33, 34. Uh, he's getting older. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be at his peaks much longer. So, uh, you know, you can't run it with Zach and, and Vooch. We, we saw that in the in you know last season, and it didn't go well. So I just don't – I don't like that fit. Go ahead. Oh, I'd have to go back and watch and see what happened in that third quarter because you can't have Vucevic come – after – he had four – I think he had 14 points in the first half. Mm-hmm. So ha- having that good of a start, you can't have him start that slow. But – to me, so a guy I wanted to shout out, Troy Brown Jr. came in, mm-hmm. and he got some good minutes. And he had that one defensive sequence. Stacey King even shouted it out. But he had, or uh, I think it was actually Adam that shouted it out. Uh, he trained, or he guarded three different guys and drew a charge on, on the help on the third guy. But did you notice that he was, the, he was in, he got subbed into the game before Kobe or Patrick Williams? I did not notice that, but I did notice he was in the game for once. He got he got subbed yeah. in in the first quarter with about five minutes and thirty seconds left. I think he got subbed in with Tristan Thompson, but in terms of like the guards, he was he was in before Kobe or before Patrick Williams. So I thought that was really interesting. A guy who hasn't been getting minutes at all being the first you know guard off the bench. Um, obviously. DeMar DeRozan had to miss the game tonight. He was out with a left adductor strain, which is uh, just basically a muscle in your thigh. Uh, Billy Donovan did say it's been bothering him for a while. It's been just kind of a mild strain. And he went through shoot around today and just decided, hey, I I can't go. I can't really have the mobility that I need to to have to be effective. So if he's been having this for a while, I mean, that might explain – you know, Trey, why he's been you know struggling a little bit. I feel like uh, you know the past couple of weeks he just hasn't had his best basketball games. But um, obviously that didn't have it, it did have an effect on this game because we didn't have him out there and the Pelicans didn't have Brandon Ingram and of course Zion Williamson either. But uh, without 
DeMar out there, you know, it, it just a lot rested on Zach. And it just made me a little nervous watching Zach Levine, you know, go balls to the wall, for lack of a better word, term, uh, you know, 24-7 throughout this whole game. Did, it make, did that make you nervous, too, uh, him dealing with that knee injury? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A little bit, especially whenever he collided with, mm-hmm. uh, was it Hernan Gomez? I'm not, mm-hmm. I think that's who it was, but he collided with somebody and I definitely uh, didn't breathe for a second because <laughs> I, I was just so concerned about it. But especially given the fact that we know that DeMar is going, he, you're going to have to give him some rest because he's had to carry such a heavy load. I don't know what the minutes are, per game, but I, I know he's got to be up towards, you know, the tops of the league in terms of minutes played per game. So I think getting him some rest would be nice, but the Bulls just can't afford to have him sit too many games right now because they they don't have the, the cushion in the standings. Yeah, yeah, he's going to have to go um, as much as possible. After this loss tonight, all the rest of the games obviously take on more even more importance than they already had. Uh, the good news, Trey, is that the uh, Cavaliers lost tonight. So that's good news. The Toronto Raptors beat them. Uh, those Both of those teams are behind the Bulls, uh, with the Cavs being closer to the Bulls in, in that sixth spot. So the Bulls do hang on to the fifth spot for now. Um, and then the Bulls do have the Cavs coming up uh, on Saturday, March 26th. And that's going to be um, a big one, man. That's going to be a really, really crucial game. Uh, and they've got the Knicks and the Wizards. So uh, Bulls need to rattle off some wins here. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I was talking to some people. I'm in a Bulls chat. And I was talking to some people that are just really, you know, totally down on the team and totally out. Uh, you and I have been talking for a while, Trey, about how this um, schedule coming out of the All-Star break is more difficult than anybody else's. It's the second hardest strength of schedule in the entire league. Uh, last I checked, it was like third or fourth or something like that. I mean, they, they got a little easier. But um, – we always knew they were going to struggle a little bit here. It's obviously the the losses are are coming in bunches, and that's not something you want to see. But I still think, you know, I still have faith that this team can show out in the playoffs. Maybe not win a series at this point. You know, I the first round series win is like the 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 barometer. It's where I wanted them to get to to be a successful season. But I don't know if I see that anymore. I think you know, as long as they can push like a six seven game series. Uh, against one of these better teams, which is the Celtics or the or the Sixers or the or the Bucks, I think I would count that as a is a victory for this Bulls squad. Which really, I mean, that's kind of like the potential for me. Especially if Lonzo doesn't come back. And yeah. Demar Derozan has played the sixth the most the sixth most minutes in the league so far this year. So his minute total is definitely up there. And at 32 years old, that's that's just a lot of time on those legs. So if the Bulls can can get a competitive first round series out of, you know, I'm, again, I'm still hoping for that four or five matchup. Mm-hmm. If they can get a competitive series out of that, I, I'm happy with that going into next year with the idea that we're going to have a healthy Lonzo ball. We're going to have, you know, healthy Caruso, healthy Patrick Williams. And we won't have to run these guys into the ground so much because we will have the depth from the jump and we won't have the injury luck, bad luck that we had this year, hopefully next year. 
Yeah, speaking of injuries and, and bad luck and all that, if you want to stay on top of injuries, listeners, please take a moment to follow at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at EthosFantasyBK on Twitter. Yeah, go follow it now. Just go to at EthosFantasyBK and follow me, too, at, B, at BSBPKeith and follow Trey also at FinalFinally on Twitter. Go follow everybody. Uh, Trey, you mentioned – Lonzo and you know I'm talking to some other Bulls fans and uh you know they're saying oh my gosh like they're like it's a it's a really um it's an understandable reaction because you're rolling your eyes because you go oh my gosh you said wait till Patrick Williams comes back you said wait till Caruso comes back these guys are back now we still suck we're still losing games uh you know why is Lonzo getting Lonzo back going to be important but you know you and I both know Lonzo Ball is more important than those other pieces he is the engine that drives this offense, especially in transition where the Bulls like to score. Bulls get like one in five buckets in transition. They like to get out and run. That's the most efficient offense they can get, really, with Zach Levine on the wing and with DeMar DeRozan on the wing and, and playing this kind of smaller lineup. And that doesn't happen without Lonzo. Lonzo is the, the engine that gets that running because he gets the ball off a rebound, off a steal, whatever, what have you. And he's immediately looking at the court, gets the ball at the court. We were, we were timing it at the beginning of the season, how fast he would get it from, you know, below the, the, the other hoop to half court. And without that, I mean, the Bulls are struggling. Uh, I think Io DeSumo, I'll point him out against Jose Alvarado tonight. Jose Alvarado, uh, man, he was playing defense like crazy, but we were struggling to really – uh, get anything going off of the, uh, you know, the top with the basketball. Yeah, completely. And Lonzo, he would help in that situation. I don't know how much he, w- he would have helped against um, Jose in there because I don't know that Lonzo is a great half court creator, but just being able to get out and run, get out in mm-hmm. transition, that would, that would have helped a ton. And people forget Lonzo is, is six, six. He, he's bigger than Caruso. He's bigger than Javante Green. So having having even more size out there helps whenever you're going against a team that plays too big, so like Jonas Valanciunas and Hayes. But I thought the Bulls really lost this game on the defensive end, not not being able to throw different things at that pick and roll because the Pelicans. I know they went on that run, mm-hmm. and it seemed like oh man, it, they were we were getting decent contests because we were fighting around the screens and, and trying to get back, but. The Pelicans knew the coverages that were coming, and they were able to just dribble, you know, take that pick and roll, dribble into rhythm, and get exactly to where they knew they were going to get to in rhythm. So to me, I think the failure was Billy Donovan and company, they started trying to do the double too late. They started mixing up the coverages too late, and the Pelicans had already done the damage. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we can have a a much longer conversation about Billy Donovan again once the season's over. I think he's... Still getting incomplete, obviously. We've got to see what happens when the playoffs happen and, and how the you know uh, adjustments happen in the playoffs. That's the biggest concern, the biggest thing I'd be looking for here from Billy Donovan. Uh, but yeah, I do agree with you there, Trey. And um, you know, I, I thought that now, defense- now when I now when I say this though, before we before we trash Donovan too much, I wonder how much of it is because Zach is not the best off-ball defender. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's lots of times where we see the Bulls rotation defensive rotations are late or just completely incomplete on the back end. So when you double hard with Vooch, you have to you have to depend on those defensive rotations being crisp and being correct. So that is that is something to consider. But I I do I do think it's something worth worth talking about. 
And, I, and honestly, Trey, I thought the, the rotation tonight and the defense in general was uh, above average for the Bulls. I thought it was decent. Um, I thought that they were getting you know hands and getting contests where they had to. Um, they were giving up the right shots because it's the NBA level. You're going to have to give up a shot somewhere, somewhere, most possessions. Some possessions, sure, you might force them into a 24-hour you know, second turnover or something like that. But for most possessions, you're going to have to give up a shot somewhere. You give up a shot to you know, Najee Marshall, who's a 21% three-pointer shooter from the three-point line. He hits it. You uh, bat a ball on a, on a um, you know, tip on a, on a loose ball, and it ends up in Devontae Grant's hands. He hits a three. Um, the ball really did not fall the Bulls' way tonight. And that happened quite a few times through the first three quarters. So um, even though that stretch in the fr- beginning of the fourth didn't ultimately bury us to the point that, you know, we couldn't come back, uh, just the luck was not in the Bulls' favor tonight. Uh, and, and we want to talk about the refs, too. Um, and I don't usually talk about the refs. I think the refs in general, I thought they were okay tonight, honestly. I didn't think that they were, like, terrible. But it was really hard to understand why, you know, Zach Levine wasn't getting some fouls called that really should have been called, especially, um, oh, Derek Jones Jr., that one where Jonas Valanciunas came across his body looking to get, deliver a foul, and they didn't call a foul. Uh, I feel like there's more missed on the bull's end uh, ever so slightly that it was enough to be annoying uh, and something to mention here. So uh, just bad luck also was something to factor in here. Um, not going to place it entirely on that because the bulls have done different things to win this game. Um, yeah. And most people want to believe that that's the case because we always want to believe that we have some kind of agency in what happens. But when stuff like that's happened, Trey, it's, it's happening. It's, it's hard to overcome, you know, just kind of the ball not falling your way. Yeah, when you're not getting the breaks, the the Pelicans' defensive pressure with Herb with Herb Jones and Alvarado, they they just ramped things up on the mm-hmm. defensive end, and then Hazen Valanciunas covered on the back end just exceptionally well. So I thought the Pelicans came in, they come in with a good team that knows what they're doing, they have a good game plan, and whenever they get the bounces and things are going their way, and they get energized and everything's going. They're they're a difficult team to beat, and I know I think they're I think it said they were 27 and 26 over over the last however many games that is coming into tonight. So mm-hmm. they've at least been a 500 team, and having McCollum as as the guy who can come in and kind of be the closer in the last seven seconds of the shot clock that was huge for them. Yeah, um, they started with let's see here. They started with, uh, oh gosh, this is not, what, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 of their first 13 games were losses. They started the season 1 and 12. And now they're they're, they're fighting for the play-in. They're a respectable team. They don't have Brandon Ingram, so it's been a little bit of, of a rough uh, you know, week or two here without Brandon Ingram for them. But this is a decent basketball team. You can't sleep on the Pelicans. I don't feel like the Bulls slept on the Pelicans. I feel like they gave their best effort. Um, they really came out on offense and, and played well. Uh, defensively, there were outlapses, but I thought they played well on defense. It's just... It is what it is. You know, this is this is a game that uh, Jose Alvarado got hot at the right time and, and buried us. Uh, the bad luck, you know, helped them to basically stay in this game through the first three quarters. So even though the Bulls, I think, on paper are a better basketball team, I don't feel bad, like particularly bad about this loss, Trey. And uh, what, what makes it easier to, to accept it is that the Raptors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, which keeps us in the best spot. So that's there you go. Yeah, there you have it. Um yeah, Alex Caruso, I do want to talk about him a little bit. I felt like on the offensive end, he really didn't didn't bring a lot uh, tonight. He hit a, sh- a few threes. Um, let's see, he was one of three from – oh, he hit one three. So he's one of three from three-point land. Uh, hit a few shots. 
uh, four four from the free throw line. Obviously, the defense is always going to be there. He had three turnovers, though, and a couple of really just questionable, I thought, offensive decisions when he got the ball in traffic, which is something that I've seen a few times with Crusoe. And I don't want to like harp on the guy because I think he is important to what the team does. And I think, you know, it's it's not going to make me popular to hate on Alex Crusoe because he is such a fan favorite. But there are some things I think he can improve on offensively. What do you think about that? I think he's playing hurt also a little bit. Like I don't, I don't think he was quite ready to come back. Uh, they mentioned he was, he was holding his wrist a little bit. So I'm giving him a little bit of a pass being the homer that I am and saying that it's just the fact that he's playing hurt and he gives that, he gives it all on the defensive end. We saw him get laid out a couple times tonight, trying to draw offensive fouls on charges by just basically throwing his body into the bigger guys. So I do think that, he has been limited on the offensive end. He he hasn't been the threat he, he was before the injury. And given the talent we have around, I, I would like to see him be the spot-up shooter that he can excel at, hopefully. Yeah, I think um, yeah, I think he's he's kind of playing a little bit out of role here, especially without Demar tonight. Um, so maybe I'm not giving him necessarily a fair shake there. So uh, that's a good point, Trey. Um, and the defensive pressure tonight was was intense. It was yeah. those guys really get up in your jersey. They they force you into your opposite hand. And if 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 it is a lingering issue with him, that is that is something that you know might have just <clears throat> been part of the game plan for them. You know, make make him use that injured hand and see what see what happens. And look, they're, they're one of the top teams in the league in terms of like giving up points to the uh, opposing guards. I've looked that up before as part of uh, you know, bets that I place on mine. And uh, so if you're a guard against this Herb Jones and, and this you know, Alvarado and just um, it's a really, really good perimeter defense, de- defensive team perim- on the perimeter. Uh, so that was giving them some problems for the Bulls. I definitely think so. Uh, but speaking of, I like to bet unders here. Uh, you know, I'm Thrive Fantasy, which is our brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos. Prop up. With Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com, use code ETHOS when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ETHOS over at thrivefantasy.com. I don't know why I said it so slowly, but but there you go. That's how I said it. Um, so obviously, um, let me just take a, a quick gander at the standings here, Trey, because um, this is just the time of year where this is just important. Every single game, the Bulls are now four and a half games uh, out of first. Let me just refresh to make sure that loss registered. It did. Okay. Oh no, wait, it didn't. So we are five games out of first. Uh, full game ahead of the Cavaliers, who are six games out of first. Play them on Saturday. Yeah, we're also only one game ahead of the Raptors. Also, yeah, the Raptors are also tied. Um, they are t- technically in seventh, but yeah, they're, they're both um, just nipping at our heels here. So that Cavaliers, play, that plan is looking more and more like it might be a reality. It might happen. The Bulls have to start winning some games, man. And I get it, man. I mean, I get that fans. Fans are fans, man. Fans are gonna get worked up about losses. They're gonna get worked up about wins. I had, you know, there were fans earlier in the season when we were playing well. They were talking about championship. And I'm sitting there going, there's no way. I still don't believe it. Uh, almost got, almost had me convinced. Almost. Uh, now the Bulls are playing like, like 
you know, not great. And uh, everyone's saying, oh, the Bulls are terrible. The Bulls are trash. The Bulls aren't a trash team. You know, they, I mean, good teams lose to other teams all the time. You know, we see, uh, you know, the Brooklyn Nets lost last night to a not so good team. You know, it, it's just not, it's not any single game. There's always a chance that you can have, you know, just some, some variance that's going to go against you or, or whatever it is. And you're going to lose a basketball game. That's just, that's just the reality of it. Your goal here is to win more than you lose. And our goal here is to, to stay out of the play. And I think, you know, that game on Saturday against the Cavaliers going to be a big one. What do you think you're looking for in that game, Trey? I mean, are you looking for, uh, obviously let's, let's assume DeMar DeRozan is, is healthy to go in that one. Cause it's just such an important game here with, in terms of standings. Who uh, on the Bulls squad are you looking at to step up here and help us right the ship? I think Zach is probably the guy. Zach or Demar, whoever Okoro isn't isn't guarding. I think he, Okoro is their real defensive threat on the on the wing, and I think the Bulls should be able to take advantage on the other end because <clears throat> I'm I'm trying to remember who they've been starting. They I know they have Mobley, Markinen, Okoro. Um, well, they were starting Dean Wade for a while, but uh, I know he's been injured Wade? also. Okay. No, he's been injured now, so they're starting. Uh, I'll actually tell you who they started tonight. They started Kevin Love, of course, of course. Darius Garland, uh, Okoro, uh, Markkinen, Kevin Love. And okay, Kevin, Kevin Love. Love's who I was forgetting. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I mean, of course, Garland. So, to me, I think I, I think it's got to be Zach. Mm. Even Okoro is probably going to be on him. And maybe DeMar can take advantage of Kevin Love and Laurie Markkinen. But to me, if DeRozan DeRozan was hurt enough that he didn't play tonight, I don't know how explosive he's going to be to take take advantage of those guys. And them just being so much taller than than DeMar, I don't know if he's going to be able to finish inside over them. So I really think Zach's going to have to be the star to take over. Who do you you have? Um, no, I, I do think it's going to take a full team effort. I think for me, what's going to be a key to that game is um, getting the ball out in transition because they're, they're starting. They just love to start three seven footers. So I think for me, it's going to be come down to like Caruso, Io, Kobe. Those are the guys I'm looking at here to really make a difference and an impact here because those are the guys that, you know, we see often getting the ball. Well, out. In yeah, but you told me to pick one. <laughs> if you could have told me, I, I could pick I, you know the, the others. Yes, it's it's going to be those other guys because you're right. It's when you play against three well, seven footers. Zach's yeah. important too. Zach gets a lot of transition buckets, so he's important too. He's he's probably the most important. You're probably right there. Um, but yeah, I, it, I just I think his ability to score from all three levels against, the, especially if they start to throw in the zone. I know they they like to play the zone. Yeah. So if he can just break that zone by by shooting them out of it, he has the ability to do that from anywhere on the court. Uh, well, we know that um, you know uh, Garland is going to take some jump shots that end up being you know long rebounds. I, I need the Bulls to get smarter on that end because again tonight, second chance points, offensive rebounds, killing us in key crucial moments. Um, where we need the basketball and we're just not securing it. We need to get smarter about that, especially that, um, you know, I'll, I'll point to that um, Trey Murphy dunk at the end of the third uh, that put them up one. That was just awful, awful intelligence as far as basketball goes, because the Bulls didn't even react to what was happening until until uh, Murphy was already dribbling to the basket like that. It, it was just it was so horrendous to see because not only were the bulls flat footed on the rebound, but they also just gave up, you know, within a fifth of a second or whatever it was, it was, they gave up a, a, a two points. It was terrible. 
I thought it looked to me they they didn't even necessarily try to block the shot. They were just trying to block him enough to run out the clock because they knew they knew there were only so many seconds left, and he just happened to. The timing of it was absurd, but the the athleticism to get that dunk over it was Green and Derek Jones Jr. Right? I think so. I know somebody came flying. Two of yeah. our most athletic guys just coming in there and trying to make it as awkward as possible for you, and to still finish that dunk, knowing the clock was running down. It was just it. Was, you're you're right to be upset about the Bulls' flat-footedness on the defensive end, and but that that finish over those guys, it's hard to argue when you have those two being able to jump and challenge a dunk. Yeah, it was um. It, it, that made me angry is, is just the amount of offensive rebounds. I'm sure if I look at the back score, do you do you know what makes me angry about Trey me. Murphy the third? What's uh, his name? Uh, my name, my, yes, my <laughs> name is Trey Hill. Trey is not my real name. Oh. Just like Trey Murphy's real name is not Trey, it is Kenneth. He is the third Kenneth. So why does he go by Trey? His nickname, Trey <laughs> Murphy the third. I don't go by Trey Hill the third. That that's weird. I don't understand it. I don't like it. It he makes just wants me to make you. He wants to make you uncomfortable. That's why he does it. Um, the Cavs grab ten offensive rebounds, and the Bulls grab four. Not the Cavs. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm looking ahead. The Pelicans grab ten offensive rebounds, and the Bulls grab four. So uh, yeah, once again we get crushed on the. How many of those pass. were Valanciunas? Uh, three. Three of those ten. It was actually pretty spread out. Jackson Hayes had two. Um, and then there was one from Herbert Jones, one from McCollum, two from Trey Murphy, uh, which, you know, just, yeah, they got, gosh, they got so much contributions from Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado, Trey Murphy, uh, you know, the end of their bench guys. And, you know, we got Kobe, but beyond that, it's like, man, we really need some some depth here. Uh, and then obviously getting Zoe back would help because then that pushes Caruso to the bench. Um, or pushes uh, Io to the bench, you know, wh- whoever it is. So that would help a little bit, but man, we, we still need some some depth here. I, I'm not not digging our depth right now. Patrick Williams still getting up to speed. How did you feel about Troy Brown Jr. and Derek Jones Jr.'s minutes? I thought they I thought they both played pretty pretty decent in the mm-hmm. time they were out there. And going against a team as big as the Cavs, I'd like to see them get some more minutes. Uh, yeah, I felt like they brought what they you know what they could I, mean, I thought they played decently in their roles um i mean it wasn't anything eye-popping that you know they didn't have a jose alvarado show showing anything like that. right yeah but no. um but it was you know it was it was okay like they, they bided time while you know zach was on the bench or whatever um i wasn't upset with it uh i thought trey brown jr probably more impactful than than Derek jones jr but Derek jones jr only played six minutes i'm looking at this now so hard to be impactful in six minutes or, or impactful enough that through one viewing I would be able to recognize it, you know. Um, let's talk a little bit about Patrick Williams before we end here, though. Uh, not a not a great game tonight. He had three personal fouls. Uh, that's the highest uh, stat he has. Two points, two rebounds, one assist, uh, no steals, one turnover, one of two from the field, oh, one from behind the arc. Um, I did see a couple. Um, I think it was C.J. McCollum was turning the corner off of a screen and roll, uh, pick and roll, and he jumped out and sealed it off really well and kept them out of the paint, and then they ended up scoring on that play anyways. But I did see some, you know, nice defensive plays from him. But uh, just kind of a ghost on the court right now. Uh, do you think he's still kind of getting up to speed, or is is this something? Uh, do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna get up to speed by the time we hit the playoffs? Every time he had the ball, it seemed like good things happened with it tonight. But he only had it what three or four times the entire night. To me, I. I think part of it is getting up to speed, but he's always been a bit of a passive player. 
So to me, I think it's really on the coaching staff to put him in positions to where he has the ball early on in the shot clock. Because, like, I remember, uh, did you notice when he got the he got the rebound and he kind of led the fast break? Uh, he can do things like that. He can make some pretty decent passes. He used to play a point guard in high school. They talked about that on the broadcast. So to me, I think a lot of it is his personality combined with the fact he's just he's just coming back in and trying trying to get back involved so to me it that's something that the coaching staff really needs to emphasize is getting him involved getting the ball in his hands and getting things going for him yeah um like to see some more out of patrick um you know i'm I'm still high on the kid he's still very very young Um, it didn't seem like he had the ball a lot to me did you did it seem like he had the ball a lot to you was i missing him like Uh, he was he was a ghost out there but um i think you know like yeah totally exactly i think i think his uh his impact on the defensive end you do see it sometimes i just i want more if he's a you know fourth overall pick um he's a guy that we're going to be building around in the future uh need a little bit more from patrick williams but we're gonna cut it here guys we're gonna respect your time we're gonna get back with you on it looks like saturday which is in a few days here when we play that played those uh, cavaliers we absolutely need to win that one um even more important now after this loss but quickly before we sign off i want to also remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20 percent off your order and free shipping and also check out our pals at mybookie.ag use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock positive match bonuses there as well and until next time guys i am your host keith cork and you can find me on Twitter at BSBP Keith at BSBP Keith. And Trey, where can the people find you? On Twitter at Final Finally. And please do follow the show at Ethos Bulls. We're going to start doing some more stuff there. I think, um, you know, sharing some breaking news and things like that. So at Ethos Bulls, if you want all the latest news, we're going to go follow all the best Chicago Bulls insiders and bring it straight to your dome, straight to your face uh, every single day. So uh, until next time, guys. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.